Hi there, folks. My name is Emily. And I'm Elt. And this is Oh My Word, a podcast where we talk about movies, books, TV shows, etc. And talk to you about the content. Yes. And then, after we talk about the content, content, we tell you about how many pearls we clutched (gasps) during the content. So, violence, language, romance, scale of zero to four, pearl clutchingness. Zero being really good and four being not so very good. And we almost broke our priceless strand of pearls over this. And the indentations are so deep in our palms. They could, we could gather rainwater in them. (laughs) (laughs) And that is how we solved. (laughs) And that, and that's what we do. That's our pearl clutching scales that we give as our content, specifically content, not quality content reviews. Yes. And we bring this to you, dear people, for your own sake, because let me tell you, the endeavors that Elt and I are engaged in on our own free time, like re- bringing back um, homing pigeons and smoke signals as a way of communication, and also figuring out the latest culinary delights, this is how we would rather be spending our time. But we recognize the need for this public service, because, you know, those ratings like PG-13 or G or NC-17 or whatever, they're kind of, they're so broad. They don't really tell you much. They just sort of give you a vague overview, like, should I take my five-year-old to see this or not? But they don't really tell you specifically what's in it. Like, maybe there's something that's PG-13, but the reason it's PG-13 is because characters smoke. And you're like, character smoking is something that actually my eight-year-old can see. I'm not really concerned about that. Where something else could be PG-13 because it's like super sexual and that's not something you want to take any of your children to of any age really so that's why we're here also books don't have any sort of reading anything on them so that's what we're just gonna tell you what's in it and you make the decision I also want to point out that smoke signals cannot be no one can pull up your old smoke signal so that's why part of why we're trying to bring those back yeah we should yeah um, yeah, and make a also, tasteless joke and a smoke signal. That's not coming back to bite you when you run for president 20 years later. Yeah, it's gone. Yes. in the wind. Not that we support Not that you should any. make, no, you shouldn't make tasteless jokes. But like, if you do, or if you have an email where you like said something that, you know, you were 19 and you were stupid and now you're 36 and you're an adult, but you forgot that at 19 you were stupid, it shouldn't come back to bite you. But smoke signals can't come back to bite you. Exactly. All part of our public service. Speaking of public service, there is a public service that is available to many ple- people in many cities, and that is called a community Ooh. college. Oh, snap! What? Snap! That was good! Oh! We are, our segues are just, Sundays we really got it, and Sundays, Sundays they need their own pearl clutching scale, our segues. But yeah. this one I don't think needs one, because that was yeah. well done. That's <laughs> we compliment on. ourselves yeah. on our... <laughs> yeah, snap, snaps for that. So... If you haven't guessed yet, we were talking today about the show Community, and that is based, it's one of those, it's like a found family kind of show, right? Because you have a lawyer, he's Mm -hmm. a suspended lawyer, and he actually never actually got his law degree, but he's been practicing law, so he gets found out, and he gets busted, and he gets sent, he has to go back, he goes back to community college to start earning his law degree, okay? And while he's there, he has to deal with all the quirks and all the crazy people and all the weird stuff, uh, the staff and the student body. And really what it is is that he's, he's hitting on a girl and he's trying to um, get her number and, you know, et cetera. So he's like, oh, I've got a study group for the Spanish class. 
And then he shows, like, oh, it's in the library, wherever it is. So he comes, she shows up. He's like, thinks it's just going to be me and her. And also, like, a bunch of other people show up. Like, oh, there's a study group? Oh, she told us about study group. And that's kind of the basis of the whole show is that this little group becomes, like, the study group. And most of it, sure, they share, like, they, there's the one class that they share with each other. But a lot of the show is just around, like, the study, the interaction they have in study hall or, like, the relationships that come out of their study group. Basically. It's like any show that's, you know, set in an office or whatever. You never see the people working, much, <laughs> right? Or like when pe- students are in school, they're in school, their classes last about five seconds because you see them come into class and the teacher talks and all of a sudden the bell rings. Like things are ne- almost never about like right. the actual location. It's all the other stuff. And in this case, you're right. Like they're all eccentric and there's so many other things going on. Yeah. We'll, just, we'll quickly get our, our scale in before uh, oh, yeah. we get carried away with all the other stuff. So, um, oh, it started, it ran in 2009, 2009 to, fi- to 2015, even though I thought, oh, there wasn't Six. a break. Oh, there was a break. It wasn't a break. It got moved around on different um, uh, platforms, platforms, um, channels, whatever it was. And then, yeah. um, okay, I have a whole bunch of people in it, which well, I'll get to in a second, but our ratings, violence is a two. They do some beating up kind of stuff, but it's not, it's not like specifically like blood and gore stuff. Yeah. Right? Is that where we do violence for two? Because they're doing that a lot. Like people are getting beat up. People are like, some of, some of the way they speak to each other is like not okay. Also, when they do like the paintball wars and all kind of stuff. There's like, they get, they get very aggressive. Yeah. And then, okay, Emily wanted language to be a three because they say a lot of words, but they don't drop the F-bomb usually because it was playing on TV, you know, so it had to be clean. But then when they moved on to Yahoo for the last season, they dropped the F-bomb twice in the last episode. So unfortunately, the language has to be a four because they did that. Not just once, but twice. And because they did that, and that's how it goes. Even though it's not like the language, even with the swearing, like there's a lot of crude stuff that goes on in between also. So I have no qualms about giving it a four. No, it's a four. It's just if you theoretically like chose to watch it language-wise because it was on like regular cable TV or whatever... Everything's bleeped out. So everything up to like the first five seasons is technically, I mean, it's still not like for young kids, but like you could have an older teen watch it because technically the language is fine if you just avoid, like if you just didn't watch the last episode. So I know we yeah. still have to make it a four because that's how our ratings work. But it, it since it is six seasons long, I felt like it's at least fair to recognize that the rest of it, it's not like they're dropping it every episode. You're not watching right. The Sopranos or Game of Thrones or something like that. Right. And technically, you could just skip the whole sixth season anyways, because it's not as good. So, you sure. know, then you really have a clean thing. And then <laughs> romance is a 3.5 because they do. They talk about everything and they reference everything. And then also, because it's airing on TV, they stop just shy of showing everything. But there's right. there's there's a lot of innuendo, uh, you know, there's a lot of um, inferences. They show you, they'll show you, basically show you almost everything except for the actual because it's whatever. not hbo so they're not going to show you everything right. but they'll show you everything that they are allowed to show on tv i mean this show was for adults this was not i know a lot of times we talk about young adult stuff or even kids stuff on oh my word but this was not geared towards young people yeah this is for yeah. adults a lot of mature content as they would say and yeah. um i mean people will strip down and be in their underwear but but also romance wise like they they do almost everything there's making out there's all that kind of stuff there's a lot of talking about sleeping together. Um, so, yeah, all that happens. So, anyway, so th- those are our ratings for the show. And overall, it's just, it's it's comedy. It's just zany humor. It's probably one of the things that, like, 
the first time I heard about it, I was like, okay, whatever. And then I started seeing it. I was like, oh, I see what people see in this kind of thing. Um, yeah, it's almost got like a really big cult follow. I mean, maybe it, it does. Maybe it's just been so many years that it's not quite as big. But like, it's not like any other show on TV. I mean, some shows are just better. <laughs> you know, in this show, it just is better. Yes, it's a found family and there are other found family shows. But the writing on it is superior and the comedy and the situations. Okay, they do all of these like homages and parodies of other styles. And some of them are more obvious. I guess it depends what you watch. Like there's a Law and Order episode and it's like they even use basically the same, the intro song and, you know, the dun dun in between and the places and all that stuff. And there's like, because I I don't do TV, I don't know how this works, but like it's clearly a different like camera filter or something because like it looks different and you can tell like how the scenes start and end like, you wouldn't have thought about it, maybe, except once the two are juxtaposed. You're like, oh, Law & Order scenes start and end differently than community scenes. Like, what characters are in the middle of saying or doing. And they get it, like, spot on. And that's not the only one. That one, just because I happen to have watched Law & Order, so it was the one that, like, I recognized the comparisons the most. But they also do a Glee episode, they do an episode like those claymation Christmas movies, like Rudolph and Frosty the Snowman or whatever. Um, they do Shawshank Redemption. They do Goodfellas. They do a Dead Poet Society, Breakfast Club. They do a Civil War, you know, like a war historical informational TV show that you'd watch. They do documentaries, Die Hard, like, and they also do just regular episodes too. And sometimes within the episodes, they're a little things yeah or like the video game there's one where they're video game oh characters yeah because they're playing the one game. time they're uh puppets like oh yeah like avenue q type or muppet type puppets it's also um one of the characters abed who's one of like the best characters on the show also mm -hmm. um he is so into film so half the time it's almost as if like is he doing shooting the documentary about community college because it seems to start off like that but then it kind of just like we don't always see him necessarily behind a camera but right. he's, it's almost like, you could almost think of like him being the one who's channeling all these different ideas because the way his brain works, because he mm -hmm. watches so much, he watches so much. So it's almost as if like his brain is interpreting what's going on in these, like in these, like in these styles. Like you can see right. him thinking, wow, this is the Law and Order one. And sometimes they actually say that. Like, mm -hmm. oh, God, okay, guys, this is the one where this. And they're all looking like, ah, oh, but stop doing that, you know? <laughs> and they still go ahead with it. So yeah. sometimes they like channel it through him and sometimes it's just them doing, uh, you know, whatever, they're, whatever they're doing for it. Yeah. Abed, it's interesting that you bring him up because he is one of the best characters, but the characters like a character should, they, they grow and they change, but somewhere around the sixth season, and maybe this is, so just for like a little bit of background for people. So the show is created by Dan Harmon and he writes seasons one through three. And then for some reason they fire him for season four. Because, you know, you fire people and things are going well, obviously. <laughs> and then season four, the characters sometimes refer to it in later seasons as the gas leak year. Because it's just like, it's fine. Like, it's passable TV. But compared with what came the three seasons before, it just doesn't measure up. So then he comes back for season five. But then he's gone again for season six. And I don't know if he's fired or if it decides to leave. But, like, Abed changes from a naive but interested in caring, like he becomes sort of mean 
in the sixth season and a little bit more sarcastic. And all sixth season is just what they did with the characters. Is like yeah. yeah. So a lot of the characters, but him in particular, I didn't notice it until I rewatched it like for the third time recently. That <laughs> he changes and not a. But maybe it's just the sixth season does unspeakable things. Not like pearl clutching unspeakable things, more like heart-rending unspeakable things. So that's also because a lot of the characters, some of the characters left at the end of season four. Mm. No, one, only one, the Chevy Chase character, and then some left in the middle of season five. So you have the two, like, Troy and Shirley leave at different parts in season five, so also it's different without them. They try to keep going, they try to bring in this new person, whatever, but it, it didn't work. Um, also, that the, there's the one where Abed, when Troy is leaving, and he, like, they're playing the game with, like, the floor's on fire, Mm-hmm. And like you finally at the end where I was like, That's, we're playing this game because I feel like everything's on fire because you're leaving, which is such a great moment between them because they really do have such a nice friendship, the two of them. Um, yeah. Like they work, whatever. So that's also why, because once he's not there anymore, he doesn't want to bring back that part of Ovid, I guess, also. And it's just, they have mm-hmm. moments. Okay, so here's in general. So like Jeff goes from like this guy who's just like big, um, like total jerk of a lawyer and someone who's also a jerk in relationships, you know, sort of things. And now when he's part of this whole found family thing, they try to like, like, soften him up and bring him around, you know? Like, mm-hmm. stopping a jerk to women and stop whatever. So, you do have that aspect of it. But, so here's also, like, they kind of bring him along and eventually, okay, whatever, spoiler alert, he sort of ends up, like, as a pro- teacher, professor somehow in the in the college. Right. Which I guess was just their excuse. Because once he graduated, they had to keep him in there or else the show's definitely over, right? Yeah. So, um, but they kind of make him... So I don't mind about the fact like his bottom desk drawer is a uh, is like has like ice cubes in it for his drinks and he's pouring himself right. alcohol in class. So that is fine. But he, they also made him this like really lazy teacher who doesn't do anything, which I sort of get. But I also would expect him if he's come so far, then maybe at least his class should be like, here's all the ways I learned how to trick the law or something like that. Right. These are the ways yeah. that you would think he would be a great teacher like that, not because he cares about schooling and honesty, but because he could show you all the things he was able to do. And let the kids who are interested in law learn from that. They don't make him like that. They just make him like a total lazy guy, which also doesn't go along with him trying to fix the college at the same time he's being this lazy guy. And also they almost undid like the work that they did bringing some of these characters forward by doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. No, I I remember that too. It's a total regression of like he's grown and then he just goes back to the way he was. yeah. Yeah. But as a teacher instead of like as a lawyer or whatever or as a student. Right. So... That's also, I guess, it, it's funny because even though you're not watching a comedy, like, but I'll, t- I'll tell, I'll, when, I'm, when I speak to schools and stuff like that, I'll tell them, like, look, no one's watching, no one's reading Sherlock Holmes because they think Sherlock Holmes is going to be a better person at the end of it, right? We just know Sherlock right. Holmes is a genius and want to know how he solved in this case. <laughs> so right. for comedy, you kind of have that too. Like, I'm not watching a comedy necessarily to know how someone's, you know, how did someone become a better person? Mind your comics, I want to laugh, I have a good time, I want to see the quirky humor, I want to appreciate what you've done here. But still, even with that, you can still have both in a way, even if that's not your main emphasis. And when you do have both, when you're going to kind of, I don't want to say renege on that, then then it, it kind of turns people off a little bit almost. Because we, if right. we do see all the character growth, and like now, see, especially because that season six is just, whatever, they went too far <laughs> with a lot. It was terrible. But yeah, but like we see, like, sure, I didn't watch it to see Jeff become a good person. Like, that's not how I'm watching it, right? That's the right. main... Uh, but because he is, he does have to change. And because he does change, you got to like follow through on that. Right. And you got to be, stay, you know, logistically honest about it. Or you got to stay, um, like if there's a reason why he regresses, we have to see it. So like the one thing where he has his like 
he has his like uh, crisis meltdown because he turned 40. So if you show a regression there, I get it because he's having a crisis. I'm 40, I'm in community college, what happened to my whole life, I'm a fancy car, whatever. I get that. But we still, like you're not going to stay there anymore, you're going to lose us. So right. it's just interesting, that even though when we're not looking for a lesson in things, we still want to see um, like some sort of progression made. We still want to see um, something, we don't want things to just be stasis, you know, to be static or whatever. So right. that, that's just an interesting thing about it. Yeah. Well, speaking of character arcs and progressions and regressions, we have to talk about the Dean and we have to talk about Chang. Who do you want yeah. to talk about first? Yeah. Well, the Dean is not so much, the Dean starts off just kind of like the weirdo funny guy. And then they like took it like all the way. And it was just like, okay, now it's not funny anymore. Now you're just like, whatever. Well, they, okay. So here's the deal with the Dean. So the Dean is the dean and most of us have probably never met or ever heard of the dean of like any school we've been to but this <laughs> dean is like super involved in the school and his shtick for the first season i think the first season he was just like a recurring character and then they decided to make him a full-time character because he's hilarious but yeah. his shtick is he'll come into the study group's room when they're studying in an outrageous outfit with some sort of pun or for some sort of reasons like one time he comes and dressed as scarlet o'hara because the school is hosting a cotillion like one time he comes in as a like a i mean it's like a Catwoman type cat because it's feline aids awareness day and then sometimes i'm trying to think of one where it's like he's also trying to be like cool with them and he it's he right. has like a he also it starts off that he has this also like like a crush on jeff but it seems like just it's just because like he's so puny so like he's looking up to jeff as like the suave guy who's like whatever so it seems like that but then they actually take it to like the dean is just like every sexuality that ever existed right yeah. oh wait here's one pun one he comes in dressed like from the 17th century um because the school is broke but he's dressed baroque so like <laughs> sometimes he's dressed because there's a specific event and then sometimes there's a pun but yeah, he's this quirky character. And then at some point, I don't remember what season it is, but like they make, and he never, people ask him about his sexuality all the time, but he always just, I think they do it in a good way. He just says, oh, like there aren't enough letters to cover me or like, uh, that's my business. Like, you know, he's something, but he doesn't actually talk about it. He like wants it to be his own thing, which I kind of like. They're like, we're going to let this guy be weird. But then at some point they make it a big deal. Like... The school board wants him to be the gay dean. And then he's like, I'm not really gay. I'm all these other things. And then, and then it's, and then that becomes who he is, which is kind of the reason then that he doesn't take the position. But like, yes, before that, he's just this quirky character who probably has some weird sexual proclivities going on, but we don't really need to know because that's not his character. Like his character is this dean who cares too much. much. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you could tell also, like, that the show's from 2009 that started then, because that was before everything had to be pushed on everyone. Right? So you were right. allowed to just have the, like, quirky character there, and it could just be there for humor without without trashing anyone, without whatever anyone, and it could be there, and that's fine. There didn't have to be speeches made about it. There didn't have to be, you know, he... And so, yeah. So that's also why that character... So, like, that's why all... There's one thing, and I don't remember the exact line, but it was so, it was like prophetic. And it was like crazy how they said it. He's trying to design him and Pierce with the Chevy, the Chevy Chase character they show, like he's an old guy. So he says like all these racist things. So they do call him out for the racist things. They're like, like, no, you're not allowed to say that, Pierce. You're not allowed to whatever. But there's no like lecturing involved. 
right? It's in a way of like Pierce. We don't talk like that. Pierce, like, because he does. Like he's, and you and you also you see the Pierce character kind of grows. Like that he realizes like, oh, I probably shouldn't be, and and it's without the lecturing, and it's and it's like that's the way things. That's how you do things, right? Without all the big, right. you say, hey, that's not okay, whatever. Anyways, they decide they have to design a mascot. Okay, but we don't want the mascot to offend anybody. We want it to be an all inclusive mascot. So uh, I think I think it's the Jeff character walks in. I don't remember. He walks in as the like they've got all these charts of eyes and nose and this and then all the things like no we can't have this because it's too this and we can't have this because too that and da 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 whatever and we you know we can't have this kind of name or that kind of, we don't want to insult any ethnicity or whatever it is and he says something of like who knew like who knew I don't think he I think it's like being how yeah. who knew that like being not racist would be the new racism racist. Right? Because they're yeah, like, very like specifically, that. it's like, okay, yeah. we can't have a big nose because it'd be Jewish. We can't have slanty eyes. So like, what, what are we going to come up with that is just like a blank slate of a human? Because the, right. yeah, yeah, I think, I think, I wish something I could like that. Right. Like who knew, yeah. who knew the new, not, yeah, something like that. And also the mascot they end up with is just this like, <laughs> blah, it's just human, right? Because they don't want to, because they're trying so hard not to tell us. So you end up with just like this blah, non-colored human, like. Yeah, it looks like one of those things in like the front of car dealerships, you know, yes. kind of looks like that a little bit because if we give him anything too specific, then, you know, we're, we're highlighting one thing over another. It might be insulting one thing over another, so now we have to give him nothing. He has to be just nothing. And that was like, yeah. that was actually so spot on, that, uh, that one. The show yeah. actually, in a way, like press, pushed the boundaries, even for then, but in a way that like you probably couldn't do now. Um, oh, but, like yeah. the, the cast is fairly diverse if you think like the main cast right like there's joel but then you have shirley and troy who are black one's a woman one's a man you have abed who's i think is actually indian but he plays uh pakistan palestinian no i think a pakistani i think pakistani okay because they keep like oh you guys are all terrorists oh that's the chevy chase character like you guys are all terrorists and he's like no we're not like yeah yeah we're just from pakistan we're not all terrorists yeah and then you have ken jong who is is, that, is he Korean? I think. Um, so you kind of like have this broadcast. And I was just reading recently that Alison Brie, they were actually trying to cast someone who was Asian or Latina for her role. But they just like, for what they were looking for, they found Alison Brie. And she was like, she fit what they were looking for in terms of like, yeah. sort of naive and cute. And, yeah. and she's officially whatever. Jewish. I think they made her, they, they made the character oh, yes. Jewish. So they, they did cover like everything. Yeah. And Troy is, what's the religion where they don't celebrate birth? days jehovah's witness oh yeah yeah and shirley's like very catholic or she's very very christian like she's trying to convert everybody yeah yeah so you do have the different elements yeah yeah which but it's like, also like shirley being like so religious it's i make sure they use it to some like humorous elements but i don't know it didn't seem like they're trying to like diss the fact that she was so religious it was just like this is shirley shirley is this character like okay yeah. that's shirley character She's it, well. You're right. It's with a comedy. You you don't off. You don't always see character growth. What you see is we have this religious character. How does the religious character react in this situation? Britta is the atheist protester. How does the atheist right. protester react in this situation? That's what comedies are. Like you take these extreme examples of humans, and then you put them in situations, and how would they react in those situations? Right. And these ones just happen all to get along. And then there's Chang. He's like, in, but everybody who knows that actor in general, either sometimes he's like really funny and sometimes he's just so wacko. And you're just like, I don't even know what to do with what he's doing right now. Like, it's just too much sometimes. 
Yeah, he was in the Duff, wasn't he? We just talked yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, he, he was. was a teacher. Yeah, so also some of the things he says are like, he's like funny there, and sometimes you're just like, nah, what are you doing? But yeah. here he's like way overboard. They basically, so some, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Like he starts off as like this, the Spanish professor, and then he, we, like he doesn't actually speak Spanish or something. Like Right. And then he like wants to take over the school and he kidnaps people. That one was, that whole storyline I found to be a little bit, like everything's weird. They have these crazy paintball wars where they destroy the whole school. Oh, those are like, great. They're, <laughs> they're, they're great awesome. because they're just, they just took it to the end, you know? Yeah. They Not just because whatever I, they wanted. Yeah. I wouldn't like support that, but just in the sense of like, you know, if we're going to do it, let's just do go. Let's just go all the way with it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's just sort of the whole show. Like sometimes you watch shows and you you wish that you had been on set there because you have mm-hmm. to like there's no way they weren't having fun doing some of those things right right like the crazy costumes the crazy scenarios they got to do all these different gen- genres the pillow fort yeah they're on their yeah. pajamas that day <laughs> yeah <laughs> like this this had to be a fun show to be a part of oh also going back like chang has the thing where he uh um like he's living in the vents or something oh yeah that also like with the monkeys they're like yeah, something's and sometimes you're almost wondering, you're like, is his part even scripted? Or did he just say, <laughs> Hey, we need you to appear and also he wants to be part of the study group because then he also becomes a student and then he doesn't want to be part of the study group. You know, I right. do think one of the best episodes is when he takes over the school and they have to and he kidnaps the dean, so they have to go rescue the dean. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, they come and they pretend like they're doing this whole magic show and like there were there were some funny parts of that. And like the dean yes. has made this like little Jeff figure out of his juice box and forks or something. And like the Jeff, Jeff is gonna come rescue us when Britta comes in. He's like, "Oh, you <laughs> like Jeff? Oh no, you." But that's also that's the end of like season three, right? So that's the end of like all the better stuff till it takes the gas leak here. Yep. And then the season that everyone leaves, then the season where they try to just patch it up because they're renewed for another season, but they don't have half their people, so they still have to have a season. And it didn't really end up working out. <laughs> yeah, you summed it up pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> this is the type of show where we could probably talk all day about it because there are so many little things like how throughout their you know the thing with beetlejuice is like if you say beetlejuice's name three times he appears so they say beetlejuice's name three times like in three different episodes and not three episodes back to back like i think it's spanned over at least two seasons it might be spanned over three and then the third time they say beetlejuice beetlejuice like walks in the background there are all these and there's this one episode where abed helps a woman give birth in the next episode in another episode shirley's giving birth and, the, and Abed knows what to do because, like, in this other episode. So, like, there are all these little things. You could talk about this show forever, and you could see why people could be, like, cult followers and their websites, whatever, because there are so many little things yeah. throughout. Oh, yeah. There's also the, the whole thing with the love triangle with Jeff that he says, oh, like, yeah. you know, Britta is a person who I see myself right now, but whoever the professor person is who I see myself that I should be. And you're like, so choose the professor person, you idiot. Like, <laughs> you're supposed to be more. Don't like just, don't just be you right now. Be more. And yeah. I, that, that whole thing didn't end up, that was, I don't know. I didn't really like that whole storyline. They're both, everyone's declaring their sudden love for each other. And then like nothing really came of it anyway. So. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't really pan out. Yeah. You know, I guess that happens. Like you plan stuff in seasons and episodes and neither work, it lands or it doesn't land. But yeah, definitely not, definitely not for kids. Definitely mature content. It is before all the some of the psycho craziness that they that's today, where everything has to have a lecture in it about why everyone's so evil in it. Um, they right. handle it, you know, because we don't think because we're not we don't all think the same way. So, so you do get a little bit 
More variety. Well, there's more variety. It's a little bit different than especially what's coming mm. out today. That's all. Yeah. No, they, they deal with a lot of things like race and sexuality and whatever and all the like taboo subjects you can't talk about today. They talk about them, but they also have fun with them and they just are just people together. So it's kind of like it's so weird to think that, you know, a show from what? Like it's, you know, not even 20 years old. And how different things are and how much things have changed. Yeah. Or changed, as Chang would say. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's basically, the sh- that shows on like the borderline of when everything became to what it is now, basically. Yeah. yeah. But it's, yeah. it's hilarious. And because there are so many little things, it's the type of show you can watch more than once. Because each time you watch it, you'll pick up on something else. I probably won't do that, but you could do that. <laughs> well... You won't talk to me half the time, so I don't know what else I'm supposed to do. You tell me you're working on something top secret, and then you close off that little screen that you have, and what else am I supposed to do but rewatch TV shows because you won't let me buy anything new? You just put a lot of things in there, but I guess it's preferable to you singing your uh, princess songs. So, oh, it's oh been a while. no, I just oh, what did I oh no, what have I done? <laughs> I think I'll go in order starting from Snow White up Ugh. just before Frozen. I won't include Frozen. Yeah. And then but people, I might skip to yeah. Moana. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. People wonder why I wrote the anti-fairytale books. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I inspired you, and you should thank me for that, but uh, that's a discussion that we'll continue to have off air. Uh, okay, let's do that. But also maybe not. We'll see if I can get to the screen and close it fast enough. Um, okay, so good talk, everyone. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Cheers, people. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Oh My Word Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you always get the latest episode. And please leave us a rating and a review. And please share the show with your friends. Also, follow us on Instagram at Oh My Word Podcast. There we post episode updates, our ratings for each book, and also our personal reading recommendations. Music for the show is by Tim Burke. Editor is Emily Yaffe. We'll see you next week.